you are in the military, highly respected individual within the military. However, you have sort of, you know, gone back and forth between uh, serving with the U.S. Army and in addition to doing some, uh, you know, off the books, uh, black operations, private sector contracts, again, you know, Blackwater, cough, cough, just to name a few. With that being said, if you folks go back a couple weeks to an example I gave in a very popular public episode about the lizard coming off of the patch in which you receive before you go into an underground base, Take that ap same application, that same idea, okay, and apply it to this right here. I'll be putting the picture up on the screen right now. Actually, Camden, well, thank you so much, brother. We see here, you receive a badge before you go into a deep underground military base, and you know of the existence of aliens. Don't, don't kid yourself. This is already out there. This is nothing new, right? And you receive a badge that says, a lifetime of silence at the top, and then at the bottom it says, behind the green door. Now, as much as I would like to delve into that publicly, we will be getting into that in the members episode. However, you then are, are sign a contract, essentially, where you have been accepted to be involved in something called trepanning. Now, trepanning is essentially when holes are literally drilled into your skull for many different reasons and you say okay listen you know what the money's good i don't have a, i don't have kids i don't have a family and at the same time i'm very curious to to see what's going to happen here i'm very loyal to my country even if this is a special access program off the books let's do it you get put into a chair and you start to have these holes drilled into your head. As these holes are being drilled into your skull, right, which, by the way, is a very painful, very strenuous uh, operation and apparatus, you then, believe it or not, start to hear screams. Interestingly enough, though, your mind begins to act as a sort of a GPS where you begin to hear screams within the deep underground military base that you're in while your head is being drilled into, not from the drills, but there is some form of energetic apparatus, an intradimensional apparatus, that is somehow telling you, not verbally, but telepathically, that these screams are coming from Saturn. Now, before I jump into everything, I would like to give a couple of shout-outs pertaining to those who have contributed, not just to this episode, but as I've promised, I would actually shout many of you out. So first off, Jay Waltz, thank you so much, brother, for uh, your ongoing support. Uh, Mrs. Biggs, thank you so much for watching the show. Of course, Doc Rena, thank you for all the articles and links you send me. Of course, you know, Riel, Nil, Scott, the usual crew. And of course, uh, Militant Funk, thank you for the videos that you send me as well, brother. And Griff as well, thank you so much. Now, today's episode is called The Hand of Angels, Using Unit 731 to Summon Biophotonic Grimoires via Saturn's Screams, and in brackets, Mind Drilling. Now, drilling into the heads of people while using certain what you would call mannequin clones, if you want to call it, has a parallel esoteric reaction of sorts via that of a harmonized duplication of highly complex and targeted space-time bending technology in order to expand the Mandela effect. Now, before any of us get into, you know, the, the definitions of the basic words and what we're seeing here within the title, which we will all break down and explain to an extent in which will be understandable, what we need to understand here first off is that as it pertains to the Mandela effect, and I would like to thank Maria so much for assisting me in my clarification of this, is that it's not so much that there is a timeline alteration as it pertains to the Mandela effect, whereas it's more so fluctuations in the mind control grid, whether that's, you know, the uh, alleged pyramid in Antarctica that is suppressing our abilities to transcend in a very conscious level or create a sort of hive mind collective, which is representative of that of what is seen when people have shared experiences with psychedelics. But here's the thing. 
When people get more free of the grid and or the grid becomes weaker, they are downloading the mind grid timeline incorrectly with gaps or changes in their subconscious, which ultimately has to do with the effect of the Mandela effect, if you want to call it. It's not so much timeline shifting, whereas it is so much about the alteration of what is being programmed into you is now being removed, sort of like when Neo removes the plug from the back of his head in the Matrix. Now, with that being said, let's jump into the fundamental understanding of some of what we see in the title here before we break everything down. If we take a look here, according to Wikipedia, the Grand Grimoire, Grimoire excuse me, is a black magic grimoire. Different editions date the book to uh, 1521, 1522, or 1421, but it was probably written in the early 19th century. Owen Davis suggests that 1702 is when the first edition may have been created, and a Bibliotech Blue version of the text may have been published in 1750. Now, this book, okay, derives from the Key of, the, of Solomon and the Lesser Key of Solomon, also known as Le Dragon Rouge or the Red Dragon. This book contains instructions purported to summon Lucifer or Lucif Lucifuge Rofocal for the purpose of forming a deal with the devil, end quote. Now, interestingly enough, the Vatican actually sells certain uh, pages and paragraphs, not of the original copy to my understanding, but to the elites or to those that could afford it for literally $100,000 American per paragraph. Now, that's a little bit insane. With that being said, that is what the Grand Grimoire is, okay? There is an esoteric aspect, but let's now look at what Unit 731 was and still is, according to Wikipedia. Unit 731, short for Manchu Detachment 731, and also known as the Camo Detachment and Ishi Unit, was a covert, covert excuse me, biological and Chemical Warfare Research and Development Unit of the Imperial Japanese Army that engaged in lethal human experimentation during the Second Sino-Japanese War from 1937 to 1945 and World War II. It was responsible for some of the most notorious war crimes which were committed by the armed forces of Imperial Japan. Unit 731 was based in Pingfang, district of Harbin, the largest city in the Japanese puppet state of Manchukuo, now northeast China, and had active branch offices throughout China and Southeast Asia. Now, that's end quote. That's the fundamental understanding. Take a look at this right here. If we jump over to nationalinterest.org, and I and I quote, Unit 731, Japan's Biological Warfare Program, so basically a bioweapon program, was formed in 1932 under the leadership of the notorious General Shiro Ishii, Chief Medical Officer of the Japanese Army. Based in Japanese-occupied Manchuria, Unit 731 operated under the cover name Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department of the Kwantug army end quote before i go on think about how ridiculous that is and you don't think that they're doing that today in the west and in europe and in africa and in australia just giving fancy nice little names over top of what's really going on look at that epidemic prevention and water purification department when in reality they're fucking torturing people it's ridiculous. Well, anyways, let me just go on. And I quote, Unit 731 didn't prevent epidemics, it spread them. Nazi medical experiments on concentration camp prisoners performed by monsters such as Joseph Mengel have been thoroughly documented. Less well, know, uh, well known are the experiments that Japan performed on adult male Chinese professors of war and political prisoners, as well as women and children. Now take a look at this. The captives were injected with diseases such as cholera and gonorrhea or chained to stakes while aircraft dropped plague bombs, end quote. Now, this is a horrible form of torture, but if we apply the basic method and apparatus of the understanding of the Mandela effect subsequent to that of the way in which it is sort of like pulling out, you know, the plug in which you were programmed into, what we'll understand here is that this article from nationalinterest.org could also be a cover for the real experiments that went on there. Now, you might be saying, Dave, what does this have to do with the example of the drilling into 
the head that you gave in the beginning. Well, those were some of the experiments, just some of the experiments go uh, that went, by the way, with respects to the way in which there are parallel screams that divert a form of your esoteric body to Saturn. Now, I'm not saying this is correct. I'm not saying this is fact. However, the evidence leads us to suggest that what is happening, similar to the way within quantum physics and in physics, people use, uh, you know, scientists in labs, they use lasers, right? I'll be putting up a picture right now of a laser shooting straight and then a laser sort of bending, you know, it's being deflected. So now one beam of laser has turned into two. What if that could actually be applied to the soul aspect or the soul matrix, if you will, harnessing hexagonal zinc crystals? Now, before I go one, I know this might sound a little bit complicated, so let me clarify. Let's take a look at this right here. UFOinsight.com. Rightly or wrongly, such, such a deal came to fruition with those of interest to America. This would include the mastermind behind the experiments, Lieutenant General Shiro Ishii. Any data, in, air, in quotes, excuse me, volunteered, which in reality was the details of the experiments, including the results, would not be treated or pursued as war crimes. Furthermore, they could settle in the United States or remain free in their homeland of Japan. Needless to say, they would quickly agree to the deal. One consideration here is whether the Soviets believed the U.S. authorities would press charges against the officials under their arrest, or whether they themselves simply played out a charade of court appearances and convictions for the public eye. And, and quote, before I go on, some of you folks may be a little, a little bit lost here. This pertains to some of the scientists that were part of the Unit 731 experiments, okay? Having to do with drilling of the brain, testing on women and children, completely unethical experimentation, biowarfare experiments. This indirectly uh it conflates and crosses over into Operation Paperclip, where the American government was willing to turn a blind eye so long as they could receive the data from Unit 731, essentially meaning the code for, again, you know, the results of that experiment. Now, what is biophotonics? According to Wikipedia, because we have to understand everything before we fully grasp the concept here, the term biophotonics denotes a combination of biology and photonics, with photonics being the science and technology of generation, manipulation, and detection of photons, quantum units of life. Light. Photonics is related to electronics and photons. Photons play a central role of in, in, in information technologies such as fiber optics and the way electrons do in electronics. Biophotonics can also be described as the development and application of optical techniques, particularly imaging to the study of biological molecules, cells, and tissues. Okay, end quote. This is what's interesting about all of this. Let's take a look. And I quote, one of the main benefits of using the optical techniques which make up biophotonics is that they preserve the integrity of the biological cells being examined, end quote. You remember the example I just gave about the laser separating? That was perfectly in line with what we're looking at here. And I say that because when the trepanning is occurring or the drilling into the heads of these individuals, what is happening is a certain essence of their soul matrix is not taken away from them because that is seemingly that cannot be done, at least to my extent of, based on my research research, but I could be wrong. They're not taking away from the soul. They are deflecting an artificial aspect of the esoteric, I guess you could say, ingrainment of the soul matrix towards Saturn. Why Saturn? Let's take a look at this right over here. SolarSystem.NASA, or sorry, Space.com, we'll jump to the NASA one in a second, and I quote, this is from 2011, weird Saturn radio signals puzzle astronomers. NASA's Cassini spacecraft, recently found that the natural radio wave signals coming from the giant planet differ in the northern and southern hemispheres, a split that can affect how scientists measure the length of a Saturn day. But the weirdness doesn't stop there. The signal variations which are controlled by the planet's rotation also change dramatically over time, apparently in sync with the Saturnarian uh, seasons. These, uh, this data just goes to show how weird Saturn is, says Don Gurnett of the University of Iowa, who leads Cassini's radio and plasma wave instrument team in a statement. 
We thought, and I quote, we understood these radio wave patterns at gas giants. Since Jupiter was so straightforward, without Cassini's long stay, scientists would have wouldn't have understood that the radio emissions from Saturn are so different, end quote. Now, interestingly enough, too, take a look at this, AlienNationCorporation.com, and I quote, is this black cube indicative of global occult worship? It is a not-so-secret blueprint of the next biggest technology in the making. Is this cube a symbol for yet another, another state secret dealing with extraterrestrials? Regardless of whatever the black cube symbolizes, the fact is undeniable that this cube boxes a great mystery which, with the evolution of the internet and growing human interest, can no longer be veiled under abstractionism. Uh, abstractionism excuse me. I couldn't agree more. Interestingly enough, take a look at this right over here, folks. Solarsystem.nasa.gov. Spooky sounds from Saturn. This was published literally NASA's website, okay? May 2nd, 2016, and I quote, From the far, far reaches of, of the Saturnarian system, the Cassini spacecraft captures the most peculiar, chilling, and downright hair-raising sounds of the ringed world's intense radio emissions. The radio waves recorded by the spacecraft's radio and plasma instrument and converted into audio recordings are closely related to the auroras near Saturn's poles. Interestingly enough, these auroras are similar to Earth's northern and southern lights, end quote. Interestingly enough, wasn't there an article that just recently came out about people saying they could hear the northern lights? Interesting, isn't it, right? Not only that, we also have to ascribe to the possibility that there, that there are large ICC inter interplanetary corporate conglomerate as ran by Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, and all these secret space program ships that are doing mining on the uh, rocks and craters and all that orbiting Saturn's ring. In addition to that, there are big, large motherships of not just Nordic extraterrestrials, but greys, you name it, that allegedly also stay around this sort of uh, Saturn orbit area. And allegedly, this is for, not for all species, or factions, if you will, because within the factions, you know, there's different, uh, sorry, within the species, there's different agendas, if you will. You have some good reptilians, some not so good ones, just like us, right? There is a harnessing of energy that is coming from the screams of Saturn because the torture in which is occurring within the deep underground military bases here on Earth is paralleled similar to that of sort of an optical laser in quantum physics bending the way in which there is a sort of mind control grid relative to the Mandela effect here on Earth, but it is more of a subdued form of esoteric suppression back on Saturn. Now, let's play the audio that we hear from NASA. Okay, we didn't play too long, it was just over a minute there, but we probably played about maybe 10-15 seconds, something like that. It's enough to get the idea that these sounds probably more than likely resemble the sounds of very demonic, dark, paranormal entities that many of us have experienced here, right? Now, if we take a look at this right here, reddit.com. Now, I know some of you might be saying, Dave, why are you referencing a Reddit post? But we need to understand the way in which the Grand Grimoire from the Vatican actually intercepts with all of this because the Vatican is selling pages and paragraphs of the Grand Grimoire for 100 grand a piece. Again, it's not so much manipulation as much as it is obfuscation and coercion of the public society because they know very few people in the world have that type of liquid cash to spend let alone to spend on one paragraph of a certain textbook so again they do it by saying no look it's free it's good to go but yeah you know it's going to cost 100 grand 
right? And so they count on those within the realm of understanding and accessibility to be able to purchase these these pages and paragraphs. Maybe not so the not so much the original pages of the Grand Grimoire itself or some of the original various copies. But the point is this: it's not always the composition of a particular material. At least in this case, it isn't. It's more so applicable to that of which the energy in which is applied to the paragraphs on these pages are now being disseminated around the world for the creation of a more suppressing mild grid relative to the Mandela effect that is using the experiments that I gave at the beginning of an example of how humans are having their, you know, certain things drilled into their mind and uh, into their skull, excuse me, which creates the ability for the quantum optical soul matrix to sort of be separated from certain individuals to be feeding the paranormal beings on Saturn. Now, I'm not saying this is fact. I'm not saying there are paranormal beings on Saturn. However, take a look at this right over here. And I know this is just a random individual on the internet, so I'm going to just be totally open and honest with you. But take a look at this right here. Something lives there, growing, feeding, writhing, just waiting until the day it can escape. I'm not being vague by the something. What this creature is, I can hardly describe. It sits in the core, eating the atmosphere and the planet's surface, storing power for the day it may escape. You've read Lovecraft, haven't you? He was just like me till his mind was taken over. He knew all the secrets and tried to tell the world, but you claimed it was fiction, a mere fantasy. Now, take a look at this right here. You'll hear that Saturn's rings are just ice and rock, but what you don't know is how it got there. There was a race of beings on Saturn that were well aware of the creature that lives in the core. Like fools, they worshipped it, fed it, and worst of all, protected it, until the day it grew too strong. That rock and ice you see orbiting the planet, bones and buildings, bodies and blood, bleached by the sun and deformed by other rubble. Before the being could escape, a fortunate group was able to steal enough of the beast away, reeking it enough to trap it back under the surface. They soon died, and battered from the fight. This race is long extinct, but the beast remains, waiting for the day it once again becomes strong enough to leave the gas giant and wreak havoc upon the next planet it finds." End quote. Now, again, this might sound like something out of a, you know, science fiction fantasy textbook. The reason I bring this up, folks, is because if I'm being totally honest with all of you, what we also need to take a look at here is the concept and understanding that this may be as correct or incorrect as that post was substantiative with some of my own research of data points pertaining to what extraterrestrials have said about Saturn. Now, again, we could say this individual was also doing that research as well, too. But when you look at scattered data points, okay, which will be in the link in the description below of the different instances in which we have military uh, individuals such as Clifford Stone speaking on the badge in which I referred to in the beginning pertaining to the secret behind the green door sort of apparatus. What we're going to find here is that the Mandela effect is only encouraged by the different indications and hints that Mr. Stone was telling us. How do we know this? Let's take a look at this right over here, okay? Mandela Effect Proof.blogspot.com. Big Ed, thanks so much to a, a member of the show, Steve, for actually bringing this up in a Zoom call. In 2017, uh, Ed McMahon brought a huge check to the winner of the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes is just a figment of our collective imagination. In this timeline, it's just a myth that he worked for Publishers Clearinghouse, and he really worked for a rival company called American Family Publishers. Now, the point here, folks, is I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but the concept is, is that you can clearly see a shift in the mind control grid, the timeline, whatever you want to call it, pertaining to the Mandela effect. And we know this because if we look at Forbes here, okay... An article from Forbes, the curious case of Ed McMahon and the Publisher's Clearinghouse. Forbes, Wikipedia, all deny that Mr. McMahon ever worked for Publisher's Clearinghouse. Meanwhile, we have the proof and evidence in the past to suggest this. Interestingly enough, though, let's take a look at this video right here, and you're going to see why and how this all comes full circle, okay? So what, let's watch this video. Take a look very closely. This is allegedly a skinwalker. This is a TikTok video, granted, but let's take a look. 
You see that right there, folks? Look at that. You hear him screaming. You he it's sort of like he's shape-shifting, and then you also see the hand extend. Or the arm extend, rather, and then these two gentlemen drive away. Yeah. That's now the reason I bring this up is because there will be an upcoming Let's Get Banned episode on this, and members will be seeing it before everyone just for the sake of, you know, early access and what have you. But it will be going public. However, the point I'm trying to make here is that those in which are experimented on and those in which have this sort of trepanning and the, these drills into their skull for many different various reasons, okay, they end up becoming some of these individuals, not always, but some. And I say that because if we take a look at global247news.com, May 9th, 2021, woman claims she has been abducted 52 times by aliens and rode in a UFO. All right. A British woman claims she has been abducted and has the bruises to prove it. All right. Paula Smith from Bradford, Yorkshire, says her first extraterrestrial experience happened when she was a little girl. All right. Paula has shared images of bruises she says were left on her body by aliens following one abduction. She's also drawn a picture of a silver, silver alien to show what they look like. Okay. She also says, too, I've experienced 52 paranormal incidences. There's no warning, and I can't sense anything is going to happen. It just happens. All I can do is carry on as normal. Otherwise, I'd go crazy. Paula claims while she was on the craft, aliens showed her technology we didn't have. They showed me a slideshow of pristine scenery, which had a beautiful river, which then turned black. The blue sky went blood red, and I soon realized it was a movie of the earth being destroyed through man's greed. Okay, end quote. Now, interestingly enough, we're going to see here that, again, the consistencies and messages being taught to her will not be believed by the general public. But the reason I bring this up is because these beings in which we just analyzed and, and watched pertaining to what seems to be a skinwalker, some type of shapeshifter, are in fact a combination, allegedly, of hybrid human individuals pertaining to the energetic dissemination of the Grand Grimoire pages that emit a very negative and not so much low frequency, as a matter of fact, I would dare to say high frequency due to the emittance relative to the secret underground pyramids placed around the planet. But at the same time, it uses hexagonal zinc crystals, which may or may not be something that allegedly has been found inside of what we call the boot bop, if you know what I mean, uh, the thing that's everyone nowadays around the world is being coerced into. And we know this because take a look at this, pubs.rsc.org, a crystalline zinc complex showing hollow hexagonal tubular morphology evolution, selective dye absorption, and unique response to UV irradiation, end quote. Again, selective dye absorption, dykenin. Remember that, folks? Dykenin. Not only that, response to UV irradiation, ultraviolet light, the sort of optical example, that sort of same apparatus being applied within a holographic substrate relative to what we would perceive to be Project Bluebeam or you name it, okay? So when we take a step back and we understand the way in which there are different forms of, I guess you could say, screams, sounds coming from Saturn. It really makes you think about the Saturnarian worship, if you will, the black cube apparatus, the dark psychology that is being coerced and used by interdimensional beings relative to the individuals running our planet. So, folks, I would love to let me know, uh, To excuse me, I would love for you to let me know what you think, and we'll catch you very, very soon. Cheers.